Hello and welcome to episode 49 of No Low Time. My name is Ovid Bless and with me is Orlando Swoller Bear, Mr. Julia. Wow, I'm feeling <laughs> swole now, man. Summertime. Hey, What's good, to, Ovid? Go to the gym like almost every day. It's like, oh, I text you. It's like, oh, yeah, sorry, man. I was at the gym. I was like, man, this guy's, guy's going to get ripped. <laughs> Sun's out, guns out, right? Oh, <laughs> Although in our situation, oh, that's good. That's good. <laughs> in our situation, there's not really much sun this whole week, dude. It's been rainy and cloudy, and it's gonna be that way for this holiday weekend, which is eh. But you know, at least yeah. we have time off, right? Oh yeah, yeah. I can definitely use those those that extended weekend <laughs> for sure. Catch up on you know stuff and gaming, and uh, maybe watch a couple movies. So I can't wait. I know Han Solo. Yeah, hopefully, I'm hoping that movie does well. I'm not planning on going at least this weekend. I, I don't know if I if I may see it later. Uh, one of those things. Uh, um, we do have some breaking Star Wars news as well tonight. But uh, Joe, before we jump in, um, you know, we got some unfortunate, sad news. Yeah. Um, that just broke out about an hour ago. So um, John Bain, also known as Total Biscuit on YouTube passed away. He was just 33. Uh, he had been battling bowel cancer for, um, man, I want to say four, maybe five years. Cause I remember, uh, when, uh, he first talked about it on a video and then, uh, he kept going with, um, with the co-optional podcast, uh, which, uh, I, I, I used to listen to a lot. It's just that I've been so busy, but it's one of those things that I always have on my phone just in case I need to listen to any, you know, podcast or something uh so you know unfortunate news he was uh, very talented um uh very uh, uh by the i don't want to say by the book guy but uh he was very assertive with his criticism of on gaming and um uh, he, he definitely wanted better for uh the gaming overall you know not just pc gaming because he was a huge pc gamer but he wanted gaming to be a quality product for everyone to enjoy so no, rest in peace, Total Biscuit. Yeah, no, definitely. I feel bad to hear this news. Um, I, I saw it and said the gaming just lost another legendary individual there because he definitely left an imprint with his commentary, with his opinions, and, uh, you know, it's a voice that we'll miss. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, it was like, uh, it wasn't, to, to me, it wasn't that big of a shocker. Um, I, you know, at the, at the beginning of this month, I saw that he posted a video and he tweeted about retiring and, and, you know, he had come to terms with, you know, cancer and he wanted to spend more time with his family. So I saw that um, he was going to retire and, you know, just a few weeks later. Uh, so he had been battling for a while, you know, I remember when, uh, when Ryan Davis from John Bond passed away, that was really a shock for everyone because he got married and then a week later, Hey, Ryan Presso, it's like, what? Getting, and he was like really unexpected. So he, that was, that was another one, another big one. Um, but that really bummed me out. But uh, I, I think, you know, John was a, a very well liked by, I'd say most everyone. There's always going to be haters out there, but he did a great job as at swatting away at them. And, you know, he surrounded himself with, you know, very positive people like, you know, Jesse Cox and all those guys from, you know, the uh, co-optional podcast. So, you know, I hope that his family's doing all right. I know that he had a, a son and I'm hoping his wife's doing good. So, uh, you know, rest in peace, man. Yeah, um, for real. And then uh, we do have a quick update for you guys because um, we wanted to push this E3 thing <laughs> up until the week before E3, uh, but there's too many leaks. There's some, a lot of stuff is coming out. So um, there's a lot of leaks out there. There's, you know, news, waves of news that are coming in and out. So we're moving up our E3 predictions episode that was uh, scheduled for June 7th, and we're moving it to next week. Uh, 31st. So, so May 31st, we're going to go ahead and uh, and record that for you guys. Uh, May uh, June 11th for the uh, live uh, stream with Sony press conference. That's still on schedule. Don't go anywhere. We're still gonna. We're still on schedule. We're still gonna do that. So you guys are more than welcome to join us. We're gonna leave the chat chat open on YouTube if you want to jump in and contribute. Let's keep it civil. Um, but 
hopefully you guys enjoy. So we're definitely definitely looking forward to that. Um, but Joe, before we jump into news, I know that we have a lot to talk about today. It's going to be a very packed episode. It's, it's a PlayStation explosion. It is. I love it. Yeah, <laughs> it's awesome. Um, but be, before we jump in, Joe, uh, I did finish God of War over the weekend. So I just want to share my final impressions, right? I'm not going to go into spoilers and I'm not going to go into, you know, deep story lore stuff, maybe, but not, not deep. So um, I really liked it, Joel. It's definitely, definitely 10 out of 10. It's not perfect because no game is perfect, but it's as good as a game can get, right? It's a, uh, it's top notch trendsetter races the bar. Like this is the game that developers should have on their sites and that should be the goal and i know that money is an issue as always and and we always talk about it but you know this this is the bar this is what microsoft game studios should shoot for nintendo's doing their own thing but i know that nintendo can raise the bar if they want to because they do have the resources and uh they're more than capable capable on producing uh, this, a product of this quality, uh, but Joel is it's absolutely great. Um, it, it did go. I, I feel like it did drag a little bit. There was a lot of like misdirection and 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 a little you know here and there towards like the middle of the game, but that there's two really big reveals in at the end. One you can see coming from a mile away because it was hinted. You know, a couple of things if you put pieces together you can see it but there's a really big reveal at the end i was like oh ooh, this is good this is real good so um and and there's two actually because there's <laughs> there's one big reveal at the end and then there's a like a there's a post-credit scene um that you have to trigger something in the game and then you get uh, a post-credit scene that's also really good and really interesting so I think that the take on on Norse mythology that they did, and acknowledging that that this is not probably not going to be a spoiler, but at this at this point is it's kind of not a spoiler because you know that there's other realms and there's other gods that coexist on in the same universe. It's just a matter of getting to those realms, um, but they definitely hint at, at other realms that exist. Uh, so I am very interested to see where this goes on. They said, what, four more games for something like that, Joel? Yeah, they did. That, yeah, that they, that they could be working on. It's ridiculous. But I, if it... Hmm? Just, to me, it sounds like it's alive more than ever. Like, it doesn't seem like this thing is, is not doing well at all. It's something that's just thriving. So oh, yeah. it makes sense. Yeah, uh, I'm definitely looking forward to whatever the second one is, because that one's going to be great, too. Um, and now that they have the engine down, they have, you know, a foundation, they can definitely, you know, make this in two and a half, three years, maybe. So we'll get uh, maybe a, a D3 2019 reveal yeah. for God of War 2 or God of War colon something. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Um, uh, but Joel, I don't know if you saw what the news that just broke about it Boba Fett. It did. Uh, and it's funny because we were just talking about Boba Fett. When was it? Tuesday or something? Yeah, like just a couple days ago. And we were sitting down talking about this. And I said to you, like, we were talking about different, like, how the solo movie we're not that excited for. Like, and when I say that, it's not that we're being negative towards it. It's just a certain magical feeling that I get when I talk about Star Wars, just because it's something that, you know, like you and I watched when we were young. So it has an impact on us as now adult men. Like, if there's a certain feeling that you get when a Star Wars movie comes out, you get excited, right? And with this is the first time in a long time that when a Star Wars a Star Wars movie is coming out, and I just don't have that magical feeling. It's like a blockbuster film. And we were, and I were saying to you, like, okay, you know, they're doing Obi-Wan and all this stuff. And we're like, hey, well, if they, they do Boba Fett, like, that's one of the other movies, just like Solo, that no one's asking for. Obi-Wan is the only spinoff movie that everybody wants. And then what do they go ahead and, and comes out today? Boba Fett movie is happening, and James Mangold is, is tapped to direct it. Yeah, James Mangold. That that's interesting because um, he he gets it. 
I, I, he's a good choice uh, for if they want if they're going with like a you know underworld type of like galactic gangsters type of thing. Uh, I think he would be he he's a great choice for that. The hard part is Disney is it's now under Disney, so you know there's a certain flavor and style that Disney always has, right? They want to make it family friendly and all that kind of stuff. But to me, if you are gonna do a Boba Fett movie, you have to do a dark. James Mangold is the kind of guy that gives us dark movies. We know with Logan and Wolverine, and you know this guy can tell a very strong arc for a character and and a very um, dark and very serious tone. And I think Boba Fett is shouldn't be going around being you know, a comedian. He's not going to be, you know, going around doing quips like how Han Solo in this movie, I expect him to be funny and Lando and all kind of stuff, right? Like with Boba Fett, it that's kind of in the vein of also like how, we, how I felt with Rogue One where Rogue One isn't the kind of movie where you leave feeling so happy. You leave just having an experience. Like Boba Fett, if they do it right, Boba Fett should be the kind of movie where, hey, you know what? Like now we're seeing like, what turned this person to be this this super dark, you know, you know, assassin in a sense or bouncing under for hire? I hope, but then again, like Obed, if they're doing this kind of movie, it's not gonna be a villain. Sorry, I think we had some technical difficulties. I I lost you there for a minute, Joel. Are you you back? I'm back. Did, 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 uh, did you, you hear me now? Yep, yep, you're good. Can you see me all right? I can see you just fine. <laughs> okay, looks like we're back up. So you were saying about uh, Bubba Fett. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, you're good. No, I was just saying, like, you know, it's it's one of those deals where, you know, ho if hopefully they don't make it like Han Solo. Han Solo is fine because it's a, it can be comedic. It can be uh, funny because it's the kind of – Han Solo has that charisma and that charm. But Boba Fett is a really, should be a, a very serious – this guy's an assassin, a bounty hunter. So I, I know it's going to be – it's going to be an anti-hero movie, not just – not a, a villain's movie in a sense, you know. So uh, – it's 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 gonna be interesting to see how it takes. I hope that it's something really great because it's Star Wars and I want it to be great. But I kept up. You I have to be honest with you today. Hearing this news, I'm like, all right. Well, they're 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 giving me something I didn't ask for. You yeah. know, I I don't know how, I don't know how to feel about it just yet. But I do like the director, so that's a great choice. Yeah, I wonder if they're gonna bring uh, uh Tawara Morrison to play Django Fett on the prequels to play Boba Fett. I mean, he's. He was supposed to be a perfect clone of him, an unaltered clone. He'd be and, a great to come back. Yeah, and and he, I mean, they they, they really reckon uh, him into Boba Fett because they dubbed over the the original actor. I forgot his name right now, um, but they dubbed over over his lines on uh, on Empire Strikes Back, and him, him being already having played that sort of character. Um, so if if they get him to play like a like a more rugged Django Fett, that would be I think that would be pretty neat. I mean he's a he's an okay actor. I mean he's not terrible. He's not great either. But it, with the with the right director, he may be he may be pretty good. So we'll see. Yeah, could be great, man. Yeah. Um, and uh, moving along, uh, Joe. Uh, they just announced, or they not, not announced, but revealed uh, just yesterday, Battlefield Five. Uh, I don't know if you got a chance to watch the trailer, which is more of a concept trailer. They it's supposed to be in engine. Um, they didn't really show true gameplay. Uh, I guess that we're gonna have to wait until EA's uh, E3 event on that on that weekend. But uh, what what can you say about the trailer, Joel? I think it was pretty intense, man. I liked it. I liked what I saw. A lot of people I was reading online, they were really positive about it. Um, it it's the gameplay looks like it's been it's been taken to another level. Like you know, you I love how like when you look at whether it's like a Call of Duty or Battlefield, and I know everyone hates comparing these these games because oh, they're different and whatnot. I I see that, but I always love like when you watch this stuff and you get the certain kind of feel of like you are the soldier and you're like feeling that you know that that almost like that 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 stress you know that 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 anxiety Inside. that you're feeling of quickly making decisions and reloading your gun and you know and it's it looks pretty awesome like i mean it looks like they've they've really taken you know existing um their existing franchise and taken it to a next level so i mean a lot of positive reactions to that open i don't have any complaints honestly i think that they they did 
better than what Call of Duty has done right now. Yeah, so I mean, definitely better than Call of Duty this year. The last year, Call of Duty, I think, did a great job with the reveal and how they progressed it. Uh, interesting is that it looks like it's an it's an alternate reality war, World War Two scenario because it it seems like there there's uh, things that are off. Like there's, I mean, it, uh, come on, guys, if you're going for video to video games for historical accuracy you're looking at the wrong place yeah. wrong place <laughs> so uh, talk about assassin's creed right yeah right it's not supposed <laughs> to be teaching us history guys yeah exactly but i mean you can still learn but come on um, it's interesting that's about it yeah exactly so it looks like they're, they're definitely going into some you know uh alternate reality stuff here uh, I I I liked the trailer. I think the trailer was pretty intense. It was pretty good, and like I definitely liked what I saw. Um, the the way they the, they're using lighting and, and coloring on the on on the graphics engine looks real nice. The only thing is that Joel people are uh, it's the internet. People are dumb. Oh, here it comes! Here it comes! <laughs> first first round of the night. First yep. round. He's he's first, he's winding up, guys. Winding up. Winding up. So. Uh, Come on, guys. I mean, because uh, there's a, a, a girl with a prosthetic arm fighting in World War II. I know it's... Come on. If, again, if you're going to video games for historical accuracy, you're looking at the wrong place. This is meant to be fun. I actually like the character design quite a bit. It's it's very Kojima. Thanks. Yeah, it's a, it's a very... very uh, uh, very yeah, very Metal Gear design, you know, very Joji Shinkawa there. So it looks nice, like the trench coat and the and the you know hook, and it looks like she's a sniper. I I like it a lot. So you know, sorry guys, it's it's it, you're disappointed for nothing. <laughs> I know, right? Like you, oh, it doesn't look historical, it doesn't look accurate. It's a game, guys. Just get with it, have fun with it. It looks cool. You know, hope for the best. Yeah, absolutely. And Battlefield has always been known uh, to me to be uh, have a better gameplay experience than Call of Duty. I played quite a bit of Battlefield Three, a game that I bought because I I, I just wanted to play something different, and I was never a big FPS guy. So uh, I went ahead and got Battlefield Three, and it was great. And I I actually ended up playing it for a while. So um, yeah. Absolutely, and it looks it looks good. So uh, I'm looking forward for gameplay to you know see some gameplay footage, and I'm still curious to see if they're actually going to come out with a battle royale mode like Call of Duty because they at this point right they need to have some sort of mode to compete. Absolutely. Yeah. So I'm wondering what that look what looks that mode would look like on both on this and Call of Duty because. I think Call of Duty looks really nice too. It's just that the lack of you know single player campaign and then the store the quote unquote story behind why they didn't do it and like it doesn't make sense. So you know I do have my issues with that and Activision and how they treated franchises in the past. Uh, also EA uh, Battlefront Two. We all know what happened there, Joel. It took us what like six episodes of ranting about Battlefront. Battlefront uh, 2. It still made its way into this episode. <laughs> and it's still it still finds its way into the hey, you know what? Six months later. It's a lesson <laughs> to be learned for the industry. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, I mean it looks it looks good. So I'm looking forward to seeing more footage of it. Uh Joel, some news that I know that you are pretty pumped for. Your voice spite is coming back, but it's not coming back alone. Tell us what's up, man. So, um, you know, this is uh, when when you said Spidey's coming back, I was like, be careful of Infinity War spoilers. But I'm like, it depends on how you read into that. Uh, but <laughs> it's okay, we're safe. We're safe. Yeah, we're yeah. good. Uh, yeah, Spider-Man: Homecoming, the sequel. I don't. It's not going to be called Spider-Man: Homecoming two. It's probably going to be called like Spider-Man. You know, the next whatever. You know, um, but the sequel to the Spider-Man: Homecoming movie is in the works. Sony is working on. Uh, you know, their casting and, and who's going to be a part of it and whatnot. And so we got official word that essentially it's almost all but a done deal that Jake Gyllenhaal is in final negotiation talks to be playing Mysterio in the sequel to the Spider-Man movie. And also Michael Keaton is coming back as Vulture. 
So that's some two big, um, big actors. Become one that's already been in the franchise, and another that's going to be joining. And I think to me, what's the most interesting is that the villain they chose to go with, being Mysterio for the sequel. I'm so happy about this news, Obed. Like I was concerned that they were going to go and go the the route of oh, let's go bring in Harry Osborn like they've done in the other movies. Oh, and I love man. those characters. Like I love Harry Osborn. I love you know his father and Norman Osborn and the whole you know um, Goblin. I love the character and I love the storyline. Like you read the comics, it's great stuff. From a movie perspective, unfortunately, that drum has been beaten many times. So I just think it's good that they've kind of distanced themselves. It's fine if they introduce them later on. I'm not opposed to it. I'm just saying, as for right now, I love that they've still distanced themselves from that. You've got the whole um, Vulture character that's not just, you know, a freak of the movie uh, where he's just one villain in this one movie and he's gone for the next. He's a villain that's not going to be carried over into another movie because he was a great – what a great character in that first movie. He was, um, man. Yeah. I mean, Michael Keane, just phenomenal performance. You laugh, you you get angry. It's just wonderful. But, uh, you know, having Mysterio now is another very interesting character. It's a character that most of the general movie-going audience has no clue who he is. Yeah, because um, I was going to say, um, Mysterio is one of those characters that are popular in the comics, but the mainstream audience does, doesn't necessarily know um, who he is. It's like bringing in craven or the scorpion or something oh, like i love that. it and i thought scorpion was going to be the one simply because of scorpion so. being in the post credit sequence and being yep. in there but maybe scorpion will still maybe like have a little bit of something in there but it's cool unless but what's really cool like if you were talking about this character not being that popular from a comic book standpoint it makes a lot of sense simply because they've already introduced the tinkerer in the first movie and um, his character is the one who's making all the different weapons, right, and stuff for Vulture. Um, so the Tinkerer is the same one who creates the Mysterio costume that we know that that uh, Quinn Beck wears when he's Mysterio. He so Mysterio's powers are just that; it's very mysterious. He's a uh, guy that's a lot of hypnotic, um, like an you know, illusionist kind illusionist, of guy, right? Yeah. So he's doing this magic or whatnot where, you know, he he does these different type of chemicals or whatever. And like, oh, he makes himself look like someone else. And then you, you know, clear the dust and it's actually Mysterio. Ooh, you know, it's one of those kind of characters. But um, he's also was he's also known for being in great physical shape um, simply because of the work he did in his background. So very like acrobatic. So it's going to be cool to see a character that can maybe physically fight Spider-Man but also a character that's like very mysterious. Like we don't really know much about him. And when he does show up, it's his Jake Gyllenhaal performance. He's a very good actor. If you've watched Prisoners, if you've watched uh, any of his other movies, uh, don't right. watch Prince of Persia. <laughs> that's, uh, that's my uh, yeah. You know what? I like Prince of Persia. <laughs> I'm going to throw it out there. I liked it. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, I, I don't hate the movie, but uh, definitely was. <laughs> interesting but anyways jake Gyllenhaal, good actor so I'm, I'm really excited for the spider-man sequel you guys know i'm a spidey guy so yeah. uh this is good news for us here i wonder if they're gonna keep the fishbowl i hope so <laughs> i actually i know it sounds weird yeah it's smart. now when i say like i hope so i don't want it to be like fishbowl like you know big i'm just saying like some type of sort of round head piece that he's got to have something big hel helmet or something, a something, like, head like, or something. like an astronaut like an astronaut yeah. helmet or something like that yeah that would be that'd be fine so i'm wondering how i'm not all about all that though believe it or not oh really i think the cape... like a trench coat or something but i think the the uh you know I, I, that makes sense that makes sense i am serio and i'm wearing a cape and a fishbowl helmet it yeah. might be a little weird but we'll see uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, if they if they pull off the costume, you know, who knows? Right. Just don't um, go Shazam on us. Oh, oh, do you see those? Like, oh, uh, man. I saw the officials. Like, it just looks the bad. <laughs> the, I was going to say, the officials look terrible, dude. Ooh. What's going on, DC? What is DC? going on? <laughs> what are you guys doing? Oh, oh boy. <laughs> I feel bad. It looks uh, like it's going to be a movie dude uh, uh i don't know i don't know where this is going i mean but i yeah i'm speechless 
<laughs> at this point, at this point, man, I, I, I don't. I mean, I don't expect anything great from them. So um, they, they really need to rework that. You know the EU. So topic for another podcast, sir. <laughs> I know, man. Somehow we always bring those DC in, man. I just yeah. feel bad. One bad news after another. But yeah, so so excited for Spider-Man, the sequel. Sony, <laughs> Sony's playing nice with with uh, with Marvel, hopefully. And let's see this relationship continue. We'll see how Venom goes and what happens yeah. there. I'm sure he's going to be in Venom, Spider-Man. But um, you know, I know I don't know if you saw this, Obed, but this is this is reported. Um, I want to say either the end of last year or early this year. Um, by Forbes had a whole great article saying how Spider-Man Homecoming is the best uh, financial success for a reboot of a franchise. Um, oh. And I thought that that makes perfect sense. Like it's just indicative of the fact of when you're behind such a strong, reputable name like Marvel Studios, people take notice. Like people were noticing that he wasn't a part of the Avengers and they noticed that there was a difference, even if they didn't understand how or why is he not in there. But now that he is a part of it, you have Iron Man in the movie and all this. I think people took notice, and that's a great thing. Uh, I actually kind of find that interesting because, in my opinion, the Batman, uh, the, the Christian Bale, you know, Batman's that that was definitely a really good reboot there, considering what the last Batman movie was. I don't think it's as a franchise. I just think it's as the first reboot film, like Batman Begins, Money versus. Oh, you know, oh yeah, because yeah, yeah. Batman Begins didn't do didn't do it did well enough, right? But it didn't do it didn't do like super crazy. Right. I think the context, like the first one rebooting it. Yeah, I got it, got it. Okay, yeah, that makes that makes sense. Absolutely, uh, cool, cool. Um, yeah, looking definitely looking forward for uh, to, you know, Spider Man Homecoming was good. Uh, and Spider-Man was great on on Infinity War, so we can definitely use more Spider-Man, man. Love it. Yeah. Uh, Joe, another PlayStation uh, exclusive actually drops tomorrow, maybe today, if you're listening to the podcast uh, the day after we record. Um, but uh, Detroit Become Human, uh, it's coming out, and reviews are out today. Uh, there was a lot of concern because um, normally games that review embargoes are either the review embargoes are up either the day before or day off day off to me is it's a lot worse but normally we don't expect um scores to be great uh which sort of is the case here uh this is more of mixed but it's actually on the good side um but reviews drop for detroit become human and i'm just uh refreshing my page here uh, and it is still sitting at 80% on Metacritic. So it's doing pretty good. Yeah. No, I, I have read a lot of different reviews um, for this game. I've been really excited for the marketing for it. Like, they have the, a really good commercial I've been watching during the NBA playoffs. Um, they've been having running a lot of good TV spot going forward. And every time it comes on, I'm like, just sit there. You know, like, this looks like a really good game. But the reviews yeah. are, are showing that it's actually decent. Uh, it's saying that there's a lot of, I think the best or strongest point of it is not, may not, it may not be the gameplay. It may not be, um, graphics, even though the game looks like it plays good and the graphics are good, but it, it looks like the strongest point of this game is going to be its story. And it deals a lot with slavery and identity, um, and different, um, interesting concepts that, you know, in a creative and digital space, you can address in, in unique ways. And I think that's what's going to be the part of it that people take away from it being like, oh, my goodness, I was emotionally touched or hit by this game. And if, if I think, oh, but some of the games that we've can you can hear in our best games episodes or whatnot, but games that we love the most are the ones that affected us emotionally or we had an attachment to it. You know, of course, we love all the other added features to it. But um, I think this is a good report, a good review to hear. Uh, that most people are saying that, yeah, this is a really, really fascinating story. Yeah. Uh, it, it, you know, David Cage has been known to actually make pretty good stories. He sometimes seems like he's a little, uh, he, he, he projects himself as, as, as an artiste. Uh, since, <laughs> since he's French, let's, you know, let's, let's say like that. Artiste. Um, yeah. Artiste. Um, 
so but but I think that he he's his heart is in the right place, right? And he's doing this these stories and he's trying to convey a message, even if it's through, you know, sometimes like on on uh Beyond Two Souls, the gameplay was a little bit convoluted. So even if it's through some convoluted gameplay, he's still trying to make a point. He's trying to, you know, uh, put out a message. And, you know, his games are, are pretty well received. You know, um, Heavy Rain did really well critically. Uh, before that, Indigo Prophecy did well, as, you know, on, on when it came out on, on PS2 and PC. So uh, another good exclusive for PS4, man. You know, these guys are, are taking risks and it's paying off. So, yeah, no, it's good stuff, man. It's a, yeah. it's a good, good, like when we can give a good report on a game. We hate to talk trash on these games. So, yeah, that's why, that's why I don't talk. <laughs> 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 that's, like, that's, gonna, that's, gonna, oh. that's why I want to talk about Xbox games. Cha-ching. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> He took it there, guys. Oh, again. I'm joking. I'm joking. It's okay, uh, okay Obed. Speak, speak your mind. No, I'm, I'm. Hey, you know what? Gears of War looks fine. It does. So, it does. Uh, you know, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not gonna spend five hundred dollars to play it. But you know, uh, <laughs> that's what it is. Uh, anywho, <laughs> Joe, let's, let's jump to the PlayStation. How's that? Wow, it's funny. It's all PlayStation <laughs> from here out. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> It's not my fault. Our boy John Cordera went out there and spilled like all the beans. So, <laughs> so um, uh, John Cordera, if you guys don't know, is a guy that um, uh, CEO of Sony Interactive Entertainment. He took over uh, Andrew House's job when Andrew House uh, left. Was which was when when did when was uh, Andrew House's um, like last official day was this like the end of the year or the end of the quarter, like maybe March or something it was like end of that. The quarter, I thought. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, so Kadra took over um, Andrew House's job, and um, I'm actually going to look for the actual for for the the actual quote that he said. But um, he made a comment about the PS4 reaching um, a- end of cycle. All right. If you know about technology, YouTubers, people in the games media, end of cycle does not equal end of life, right? Because people are doom and gloom, Joel. I heard those words literally from an Xbox fanboy uh, YouTuber. Um, but doom and gloom, man. I was like, doom and do doom and gloom. With four gigantic exclusives that still haven't come out yet, plus another one in the works, plus whatever third-party offerings. Come on, doing are you? Anyhow, so because uh, uh, and I just want to clarify because it, you know uh, we're into the, we're in technology and you know I I work directly in the technology field and end of cycle is is not the same as end of life. End of cycle means uh, things are going to wind down. Things are gonna like and a cycle is uh, it's really hard to put it on 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 words right now because every year we get a new iPhone, every year we get a new you know new generation core uh, processor and and a, and a new you know Nvidia graphics card. So it's it, it's it's really hard to you know put in a cycle in 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 a proper way right now. Um, but think about it this way. And end of cycle is when uh, when Volkswagen changes the headlamps on the Jetta just to extend its life for another three years. That's end of cycle. Um, when you know the new model Jetta comes out, that's end of life for the previous model. So that that's a big difference. And and a lot of people are getting are, are getting the uh, you know the words intermixed and and you know. And oh, it's over. PS4 is over. PS5 is coming out in December or November, whatever. No, you know, guys, this is this how they can this how things work, right? Um, then oh, I saw another one, Joel. That was crazy. I think it was like from comicbook.com, dude. I was gonna send it to you. Oh, it was no. ridiculous. It was like PS4 being phased out. 
And it's like that was the headline. And I actually went to the comments and and on on their Facebook page and it's like, yo, this is misleading. This title's misleading. This is not what was said on on the interview. And you know, you guys are putting wrong information out there. So um, but what do you think of this news, Joe? I mean, look, I, I don't like to throw this around, Obed. I'm not one of those people who is attack the media or any of those kinds of mentalities, but it's a little bit of fake news, Obed. Uh, you, uh, I think I think it's, it's, it's being taken largely out of proportion. Huge. And again, I'm, <laughs> huge, huge, yes. Huge. Uh, no, I mean <laughs> – I mean, like, and when I say that again, it's not like a slight. Everybody news, news media, and YouTube. <laughs> got the hand gestures. Because, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, seriously, it's it's one of those things where it's like I'm not trying to say that the media is 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 lying to us, but I'm saying that they're misleading us. So because of that, it's 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 people are taking stuff and they're having an opinion on it when they have no idea what they're talking about to begin with. So even if PlayStation is beginning to go move on to their next phase, that only makes sense. They've probably been working on the next this next phase for the next couple years. So like they're they're not saying like okay, we're just we're just hitting the stop button because we just can't do anymore. They're just saying like we're future we're people of the future. Like we're looking at what the next the future is. So we understand that like this kind of stuff here, like we've gotta we've gotta get through the our, our remaining, you know, remaining hurdles, our remaining, you know, stuff that we're kind of you know, markers on our road, on our track. And Sony's been good to stick to their track and not yeah. try and fast track things. And I think that would be the difference we were talking about them trying to fast track. Oh, the future is coming, the future is coming. We'll get into that part next. But just talking about like where they are currently, they're just hitting certain markers and they're saying like we can see now when this cycle is going to come to an end. We can see that it's coming soon and we, we know that what our plans are. Yeah, I think they, they definitely have a very a clear roadmap for, for the product. And you know, and and they're not gonna go out there. To, they're not gonna say it's like so. So this is what's unfortunate, Joel. Um, this thing's gonna get out there, and people are not gonna buy PS4s because nope. there's like, oh no, those the, the new ones coming out soon, or the new ones come. So, uh, you know, not bad on Kodera because um, I, I believe these and the the uh, interview or call that he it was on an interview. It was a report. That he made the statement. The statements, I believe, I believe it was in Japanese. Uh, of course, Kudera is Japanese. He goes by John, but I think his, his real name is like uh, Sobayashi or something like that. Um, and 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 um, I, I think that it's unfortunate that maybe something got lost in either lost in translation, um, and and that these words are being taken out of context, and 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 people are grabbing the words and running. I was like, oh, it's over, it's done. No. So just to give you an example, Joe, uh, PS4 came out 2013, PS3 came out 20 and 2006. Uh, they started R&D on PS4 in 2009, three years after um, the PS3 was out. So that's when they started doing R, uh, you know, R&D for the next console. Wow. So they probably started R&D on this thing sometime last year, or or immediately after the Pro came out. And that's when they started doing, you know, R and D for, for this, you know, this new device that they're they're working on. So once they start that, and I think what he meant by end of cycle was not necessarily either even end of cycle, uh, but I think is that um, they reached market saturation. That's what I I'm think, saying. That's a I goal. Think, yeah, I think that would have been the right wording, and and they were they probably took it out of context. Uh, because at this point, you know, there's 70 plus million PS4s out there. Um, at, at this point, everyone that wants a PS4 has one. So you're going to start ingesting uh, fans from, you know, Xbox, PC guys. You're going to start uh, putting more PS4s in, uh, out in Japan. Uh, of course, you know, there's a an extremely robust Japanese library for PS4, in my opinion, the strongest Japanese library that have ever has ever been released on any console. So, um, we're we're seeing, you know, that that these words were said, right? 
but at the same time, Joel, uh, something that we don't have on our notes, but um, the PS4 Pro was the best-selling console of April. I know you texted this to me, and I was like, dude, like, more than even the regular PS4s, the PS4 the Pro, Pro the, the PS4 Pro bundle with God of War was the highest-selling piece of hardware last month. Dude, that, that's amazing. And um, and and we can we can look look up the actual numbers, but I, but if I'm not wrong, it was like um, they sold like 320 thousand units in the in North America last month. Uh, that's PS4 and PS4 Pro combined. I think the Switch sold like 160 uh, thousand, and then the Xbox sold. I think it's like 125, 130 uh, thousand units. So it was it was like. It, like the the PS4 sold more than the the, the I think the article uh, an article that I read um, said that it, it sold more than than the Switch and the Xbox combined for last month. So I mean it's crazy. That's that's pretty freaking big, man. That's and what I'm I, saying. That's massive. And and I mean I have a prediction for E3. I'm not going to spoil it. Tune in next week because because I have a prediction about you know more products and bundles and all that stuff that's going to be coming out. For PS4, so um, you know they're doing great. Um, but uh, going back back into their tech, um, there's uh, an engineer, uh, a Sony engineer, has been working with AMD into um, optimizing the Ryzen CPU um, to work on what they called is a is a necessary part on uh, for the PS4, but. The PS4 has no Ryzen parts. Um, of course, it's, it uses the Jaguar CPU from AMD. So, Joe, they're uh, they're going with Ryzen <laughs> apparently for for PS5, which is great news. I mean, the Ryzen architecture and what AMD has been doing, like AMD, really brought it to Intel uh, when it comes to um, uh, processors. Only downside that I see again to AMD processors having use AMD processors in the past is uh, they they tend to run hotter um, and uh, power consumption's not great. I mean, it's it's a little high on the high side. That's, you know, uh, normally how AMD has always done, you know, their chips. But they, this is pretty robust architecture that they're working on. Um, so uh, we're looking to get a powerful console next time, Joel. Um, I I think I have a question to throw back to you, Obed, because I know you you understand this a little better than I do. In the sense of uh, how how is this is this in any facet something that is going to um, affect, or is this in a positive or negative? I'm assuming positive. Is this gonna is this gonna be something that's gonna be more uh, developer friendly still? Like, is that gonna be an issue for developers? I mean, obviously those that are doing exclusives, right? They they they're it doesn't matter. They're just working on whatever the pure raw power that's given to them. But for, you know, between, you know, cross-platform games and whatnot, like, is this developer-friendly? Oh, yeah. It's the same. It's, it's x86 architecture. So it's the, same, it's the same architecture as the PS4 Pro. See, so, see mm-hmm. to me, that that's all that matters. Yeah. Like, that, that's, that's all that, that, that matters to me. It's like, as long as, like, it's, as, long as it's developer-friendly... And it's giving me more power because it's the next generation. We expect it to be a beast, right? Yep. Don't give us anything less. But yeah, that that that's I'm sold. Yeah, this is not a, this is not a sale. This is not a a, a power PC ship. Um, you know, this is you know it, it's it's a, it's a PC component basically. Uh, that it's probably just going to be you know tweaked by Sony engineers to get more power out of. Um, and then go back to AMD for for production. Um, my only question would be, Joel, is if uh, because they're working on the first generation Ryzen chip, right? Uh, I think the second generation comes out. I think it's slated for early next year, if I'm not wrong. But my only question would be if if this is. Good. Is is this the actual CPU or is this the one that has the embedded um, Radeon graphics on it? That's a good question. Because it doesn't specify, you know. At this point, I'm assuming that if if they do a separate graphics chip, it's going to be an AMD processor. Um, but it they uh, there's um, I don't know if you saw uh, Joel this week Razer. 
um, they they unveiled the new the new razor the razor blade model for their laptop, um, and and the way they did the they did kind of like what the Xbox One X has for cooling for the laptop. So they did what they did is really cool because they did the graphics chip and the CPU. Um, so you know the uh, GTX 1060 that they're using for the laptop, and then right next to it. It has the uh, Core i7 uh, CPU, and then it has a vapor chamber um, fan or, or basically a, a vapor chamber cooling solution, uh, much like what the Xbox One X has um, to just cool the laptop. And I'm wondering if they're going to do you know a separate graphics chip instead of an onboard graphics like what they did on the on the PS4. So. We'll see about that. I mean, based on those specs that got supposedly leaked um, a few weeks ago, 14 teraflops is nothing to you know laugh about. That's the four K sixty right there, man. That's know. serious stuff. So, um, I, I'm I'm really hope I'm really I'm really pumped for this thing, man. I'm really excited. I'm a I'm a huge nerd for you know CPUs and all this stuff. So. When I heard that they were working on, they're tweaking it, and I was like, "Oh, that, that's it! You know, they're gonna use Ryzen." Um, my only concern again is they need to they need to have a really decent cooling solution because if not, there's there's gonna be some problems. And too and, powerful. Yeah. Well, the thing is that those those Blows up on you. Yeah, <laughs> I know. It's like when you see those Amazon reviews of uh, people buying i sevens, and it's like it melted my mother my motherboard. <laughs> <time."> yep. <laughs> yeah. It's like, dude. Seriously, you need a fan on this thing. For real. So, um, as long as the cooling solution that they put on that on their console is good, um, that's not going to be a problem. Uh, only only concern would be that Sony likes to make their consoles smaller, and I mean, they're Sony's a hardware manufacturer. They don't they they'll figure it out. Um, but they they need to make sure that 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 chip has, <clears throat> excuse me, enough room to breathe, and that's very important. For sure. And uh, the last bit of news that we have about PlayStation, Joel, is that also John Cordera said uh, that just talking about PS4, uh, uh, PS5 real quick before before moving on to the the last, last piece of news. But the last piece of news concerning PS5 slash 4, whatever you want to call it, is that uh, John Cordera also said um, that they do not expect um, the, they, they expect I, I don't I don't want to uh, use the wrong words here and and I'm, I don't have the quote with me in front of me right now um, but it, it was that they they weren't expecting uh, revenue to necessarily grow uh, until after uh, last quarter of fiscal year 2021 was it yes fiscal year 2021 uh, which ends on March 31st 2021. Um, and that's when they expect revenue for the division to start going up again, which means that a late 2020 launch again, as I, as I, I you know, kind of. You're on the record. Yeah. Yeah. It, that, that's, that's the viable date for, uh, for, for the launch of, of this new system. So, uh, you know, three more years of, of PS4, it's going to be fine. You guys buy your pros, buy your Spider Mans, and you got a wars. You'll be fine. Don't worry. Yeah, have fun. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Uh, but the last piece of news that I have is that um, Joel, if, you, if you're not too familiar with John Cadera, he um, was the Walkman guy back in the '90s. So he was in charge of the Walkman division. This man, uh, the portables back in the '90s, mini disc players. Uh, Sony came up with some uh, really nice earbuds that I remember I used to have them um, that uh, were in-ear instead of on-ear, like the regular standard Walkman um, headphones were back then. So they actually came came out with the in-ears um, back in the 90s with the uh, um, bass boost or, or whatever they call it uh, for uh, Sony tech. And, and those were, uh, you know, back then, John Cadera was the guy in charge of that division. Um, so they asked him about portables, and, and he, he does say that he believes that uh, uh, th th they're not ready to give up on, on portables. And 
they they may they may go to another world and see what happens. So I know that you were kind of excited because you love your PSP, man. Yeah, this brings a smile to my face, not Thanos style. Uh, <laughs> this <laughs> like <good>. le- <laughs> like legitimately, Obed. Like I was, I felt sad when I heard the Vita was coming to the end of its life cycle because I was like, this is probably the end for portable gaming as it relates to Sony. Um, and I was like, I still wanted that PS Vita 2 that people had rumored to talk about for a while and ideas were thrown around. Like, I still want that. And to hear him saying, like, there may be a chance that we try and get back into this thing one more time. Obed, I, I, if, if it's something really like, and I know it doesn't, it, it may not make sense. This may be something that's like, it's weird. Like, why would you do this? You're doing successful with your home consoles. And, you know, there's already a space of portable gaming. And that's Nintendo. And, you know, and even that's, you know, starting to shift and change in its own way. And you have the rise of cell phones and cell, cell phone tablet gaming. And why would you try and get back to this thing? That's that, that was for an old age. But, Obed. I, I, I'm so hoping that this is true, that they give it one more. I think a new generation could be introduced to PlayStation through the, the portable gaming. I think they, they way they made PSP, like I loved it so much just because, you know, it kind of gave me that bridge between my PS2 and my PS3 and it was in the palm of my hands. And I'm hoping they can do something, something of that vein again and recapture that magical feeling I had when I first got my PlayStation portable. So if they could do something again, and I have no, it has to have this, it has to have that. I just want a really high-functioning, next-generation handheld console from PlayStation with PlayStation exclusives. Yep. Uh, I, I Like I've mentioned a you know, hundred times on the podcast, I, I love my Vita, and the Vita's great is... It's by it's it's the it's the portable that I always wanted, right? Because it has everything um, that I wanted back when it came out, and 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 when I got mine, I I got my you know few hundred hours of use on mine. I'm 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 good. It's a nice device. I still you know crack it crack it open every once in a while. At the most use I I use it for you know some of re, some remote play. Now that's, that's great. Yeah, that's the that's that's probably the most use I have for it right now, um, because there's not like it, I like to buy the physical games. Um, there hasn't been a lot of really good sales on Vita lately on on PS on on the PS Store, so games are getting expensive. As we mentioned the last week, uh, they're they're facing out or, or or production on on the cartridge is stopping, so physical games are getting expensive on the Vita and you know whatever's out there is basically what it is I mean I, I saw copies of Marvel versus Capcom 3 or Ultimate Marvel vs Capcom 3 on eBay Joel for going for like 65 70 bucks already so um, and that that game hasn't been that game hasn't been in production in a couple of years so um we'll we'll see how those prices get uh, of course there's always importing you can import your games if you like if you can read Japanese, that's awesome. I can't. I can barely understand some, so I'm not. I'm not there yet. <laughs> um, but I may be able to get through a menu. But that's it. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, uh, I would definitely love to see another handheld from from Sony. Absolutely. Um, the times uh, about right. I mean, the Vita came out six years ago. Um, we can we can definitely maybe wait another year. I would say maybe maybe uh, when uh, when they release the the new device, Joe, that would be the, or or maybe the year before because this things take take time. If they the, if if they're if they don't have a portable on R and D, I'm sure that there's some R and D done on some portable device. Um, but I, I I believe they just don't think the time is right. Maybe now, after seeing the success of the Switch, they're they're more comfortable um, into into going back into the in the space. You know, the Switch has uh, uh, I don't know if you heard this, Joe, but there's Nintendo released some stats about the Switch, and they um, said that I think it's like forty five percent of people play um, portable, and fifty five percent of people play docked. On the docking station, because they can they can track awesome. that by system usage. So half of the people 
that bought a Switch use it use it as as a you know as a portable console. That's awesome. So you know maybe maybe Sony can get back into that. Um, again, the Switch doing great. Uh, and also, Joel, I don't know if you saw, but um, there hasn't been many news outlets out there. But Nintendo released uh, a Switch in Japan that's just a console without the docking station or a power cord for and it's like $50 less not see that that's interesting yeah so i mean it's not it's not a great deal it's a, it's like a japan only thing and it's just a switch console with uh with the joy cons um no 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 docking station no power cord no and no hdmi cord of course um so it's just like for people that wanted to use it as a you know portable they can just buy the switch and not have to worry about you know the docking station or, or you know more crap that comes with it that they don't want. So that was pretty interesting to see. Uh, of course, Davida in Japan is still doing great. There's still a lot of games coming out for it. Uh, but I would I would love to see another another Sony handheld. For sure, definitely. Yeah. Um, but dope. That's what I got, man. I think that that's the show, right? That's right, man. I can wrap it up now. Do it. All right, guys, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to listen to us here on No Load Time. We want to make sure you stay connected with us, so become a friend and follow us on our social media, at No Load Time. That's at No Load Time on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Twitch. Also, we want to make sure you stay subscribed to us. We're here on YouTube. We're on iTunes. We're on Google Play. We're on SoundCloud. Go ahead and be a subscriber for us, and that's the way you'll see when our latest episodes come out and get notifications. If you are an iTunes subscriber, please go ahead and write us a review. That helps us. We want other people to discover the show and, and find out all the awesome content that we have here in a little time. And in addition to that, we also want to make sure to hear your feedback. We appreciate it. So go ahead and shoot feedback and email to noloadtime at gmail.com. That's noloadtime at gmail.com. And you can uh, send us, you know, questions, comments. Sometimes we'll even address it here on the show, especially as E3 comes up. This is a great time to get some stuff in there about maybe beforehand and even afterwards. We just love to stay connected with you. Thank you so much again for taking time out of your day. Listen to us here on No Low Time. Oh, but I can't wait to hear whatever the song of the show is. So, which for you uh, guys on our podcast listeners, uh, you get to hear a special song of the show that's included. So I can't wait to hear what it is because last week was Ridge Racer. And you took me back, man. You gave me some nostalgia <laughs> feels there. Get some nostalgia there, man. Worked it out. Uh, yeah, uh, that's uh, comes out on post editing after after I do my my magic here and make us sound like manly men. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but thank you guys, and again, reminder: uh, tune in next week for that E3 uh, predictions episode, and uh, we'll see you again on the next show. See you guys. <laughs>